Welcome to US Rail Journeys, Series 3. It's been a long time coming, but with the easing of travel restrictions, I have been able to make the journeys I had originally planned for the spring of 2020. Join me as I travel 6,684 miles with Amtrak across the United States. First, I take the Silver Star from Miami to New York, then the Crescent from New York to New Orleans. Next, I take the Texas Eagle from Los Angeles via San Antonio to Chicago. Then it's the Lakeshore Limited from Chicago to New York. And finally, the Acela from New York up to Boston. Episode 14, where we reach Atlanta. Whilst I was asleep last night, we went through both North and South Carolina. The first place we went through was Greensboro, the largest city in the Piedmont Triad metro region and is named after Major General Nathaniel Green, whose forces inflicted heavy damage on the army of Lord Cornwallis during the Revolutionary War, ultimately leading to its surrender at Yorktown. It was relatively undamaged in the Civil War and was the last meeting place of the entire Confederate government. It was also where Confederate soldiers stacked their arms, received their paroles and headed home. The first desegregated Woolworths lunch counter was in that city, and prosperity came from textiles, an industry that still has a strong presence. The famed newsman Edward R. Murrow was born there. The J. Douglas Galleon Depot, also known as Greensboro Station, is used by Amtrak and is the city's main hub for local and intercity buses. The impressive station was originally built in 1927 as the Greensboro Southern Railway Depot and replaced an 1899 station. It was donated to the city in 1978. It was designed with a Beaux-Arts facade and has ionic columns and a three-storey arched entry. Inside the ticketing area features a vast mural displaying the service area of the Southern Railway system in the 1920s. Today the station is served by the Crescent, the Carolinian and the Piedmont. The Crescent uses a longer north platform because of its route, whilst the Carolinian and the Piedmont use the shorter south platform. In 2018 the station was used by nearly 180,200 passengers. Around about 1.30 in the morning we went through High Point. It's only a few miles from the previous stop and is in a town called the furniture capital of the world which has the world's largest chest of drawers. That's been a city symbol since 1926. It's known for textiles and the Thomas Built Factory 
one of only three large school bus manufacturers in the USA. High Point Station's main building is used by Amtrak. The station was built in 1907 by the Southern Railway and was designed in the Richardsonian Romanesque with a rusticated dressed stone base and a tiled hip roof. It was renovated between 2002 and 2003 at a cost of $6.8 million. The station is staffed and is open between midnight and 4am, 7am and 12.30pm and 3.30pm and 9pm and is used by the Crescent, the Carolinian and the Piedmont. There's a three-way service to Winston-Salem which connects with the Carolinian and the Piedmont. The station was used by 32,172 passengers in 2019. Another 30 minutes took us to Salisbury, the home of the grocery store chain Food Lion and the hometown of former US Senator Elizabeth Dole. The magnificent station was constructed in 1908 by the Southern Railway in the Spanish Mission style. It was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1975, but then was nearly demolished until saved by the historic Salisbury Foundation in 1984. Renovation work began in 1993 and was completed in 1996. It's sad that only 21,771 passengers used this lovely station in 2019. However, our arrival time may have had an impact. I would imagine that we reached Charlotte a little after three o'clock in the morning. It's known as the Queen City. It has a striking skyline that only hints at its importance as a financial and information technology hub. Its other nickname is the Hornet's Nest, and that's attributed to British General Cornwallis, who during the American Revolution was bedeviled by the hostility of the local population. It was first settled in 1755 at the intersection of two Native American trading posts. Today, Charlotte is the second largest banking headquarters in the United States after New York. Apparently, around 75% of NASCAR's employees and drivers are based within two hours of the city. There is Lowe's Motor Speedway and the Zedmax drag strip located nearby. Charlotte's 60-storey, 871-foot-tall, postmodern Gothic tower serves as the Bank of America's corporate centre. Charlotte Station opened in 1962, owned by the Norfolk Southern. It is located near the company's yard and is about one and a half miles to the northeast of Uptown Charlotte. It's a southern terminus for the Carolinian and Piedmont, as well as a service stop on the Crescent. By being a service stop on the Crescent, it meant that our crew changed. That's not the hospitality team that look after us passengers, 
both the conductor and the engineer. In 2018, it was the busiest station in North Carolina and one of the busiest in the whole of the southeast. The ugly station was designed to be built quickly and has an exposed precast concrete frame system. It's disconnected from the city centre and a new station is scheduled to open in 2023. For a long time, the only train that called at Charlotte was the Crescent, arriving late at night in both directions. An early version of the Carolinian provided a daylight service for much of 1984 and 1985. And since the Carolinian returned in 1990, the station has seen increased traffic and is now served by 10 trains a day. Those 10 trains saw 192,100 passengers in 2019. I was sound asleep and never noticed our stop in Gastonia. The city is part of the Charlotte metropolitan area and home to Parkdale Mills, the world's leading manufacturer of spun yarn. Within the city limits is the popular Crowders Mountain State Park. Gastonia Station is a flag stop, so you have to request that the train stops. It's about one and a half miles northeast of downtown Gastonia and was originally built in 1966. Amtrak moved to the station in 1987. In January 2020, Amtrak began an eight-month project to improve the very basic facility. There is a new 360-foot ADA-compliant concrete platform. Railings, lighting and signage, along with accessible ramps, a new accessible entrance with a power-operated door, a renovated waiting room and toilets. The station opens one hour before the train's scheduled arrival and closes half an hour after it departs. 1,480 passengers requested that the train stopped in 2019. We then crossed the North Carolina to South Carolina state line, something that in my slumbers I wasn't aware of. about a quarter to six the train came to Greenville, once known as the textile capital of the world. However, more recently low wages and favourable tax benefits have lured companies like Michelin to the city. Wayne Oates, the psychologist who coined the word workaholic, the civil rights activist and two-time presidential candidate Jesse Jackson and actress Joanne Woodward have all lived here. Greenville Station was used by 12,397 passengers in 2019 and is located by the Norfolk Southern Railway Freight Yard, a mile northwest of downtown Greenville. Opened in 1988, the modern red brick station is on the site of a larger Southern Railway station built in 1905. It's open between 4am and 6am and 10pm to midnight there are no ticket sales or baggage services at the station.
I was still asleep when we reached Clemson, in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. It's home to the Clemson University and houses Fort Hill, home of John C. Calhoun, one of only two men to serve as vice president under two different presidents, and also to have resigned from the office. Clemson Station is in downtown Clemson and it is on the proposed Southeast High Speed Rail Corridor. The station was originally built in 1916 and was used by a magnificent 481 passengers in 2019. We crossed the state line from South Carolina to Georgia and as I awoke the sun was shining through broken cloud. We were pulling into Tokoa 45 minutes late at 7.30. Tokoa is the site of a paratrooper training base for the 101st Airborne Division, whose Easy Company was the subject of the HBO miniseries Band of Brothers. It's the birthplace of actor DeForest Kelly, Dr. Leonard Bones McCoy in TV's Star Trek, and also the Olympic gold medalist Paul Anderson, the world's strongest man. The station is in downtown. The wood frame building, which was on the other side of the train from where I was sleeping, was originally built in 1915. Restoration began in 2005, and in October 2009, the new 4,400 square foot space was dedicated during the popular Karahi Military Weekend. There's a large meeting room, a gift shop, a research library and office space in addition to the Amtrak station, which was used by nearly 2,400 passengers in 2019. I was shaving as we reached Gainesville at round about 8 o'clock in the morning. The town is in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains and has often been called the chicken capital of the world because of the large number of poultry processing plants. In my travels across the US with Amtrak, I've passed through many capitals of the world, be they furniture, garlic, or now chicken. Gainesville Station was constructed for the Southern Railway in 1910 in red brick. It replaced an earlier station damaged by a tornado in 1903. The passenger waiting area is open for an hour before to an hour after trains arrive and was used by 5,277 passengers in 2019. Sadly, that station was also on the other side of the track from where I was getting dressed. We're deep into Georgia, and sadly this morning it's grey skies, but we're passing through lots and lots of trees. It's very green, very verdant. Some tennis hard courts. We just passed on another line a station for what I assume is one of the suburban rail services running into Atlanta. There seems to be a castle on the other side of the tracks, through the trees, and of course, a highway. The breakfast service seems to be in full swing at the moment. We keep moving. Less than 10 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's but how it they, they, yeah, they may stop us just this side of Atlanta Station. Uh -huh. If they do, whenever we start moving, 
will be there in like literally like one minute. Yet again, the team on the train are dashing backwards and forwards, running up and down between the cafe car and people's rooms, taking them their breakfast. Carrier bags full of food. can see some beautiful houses through the trees in the area that we're going through at the moment. Also a lot of broken trees they look as literally as though they've been torn apart. Whether that was on purpose or whether that's because of a storm, I do not know. We've just crossed over a freeway with a bit of a difference. Between the two carriageways, a two-track railway line. That shows an improvement. Maybe one day they'll get rid of the roads and it'll become six tracks of railway. According to the train status map that Amtrak provides, we're running 42 minutes late as we come into Atlanta. We should have been here at 8.43, but it's about 9.25. Atlanta is the financial and commercial capital of the New South. It came into being as a rail terminus. Its importance in the Civil War as a military and railway supply hub were portrayed in the 1939 film Gone with the Wind. The core of the city was burnt to the ground in 1864 by General Sherman as part of his march to the sea. When rebuilding took place, the railway played a vital role shipping a local product known as Coca-Cola. Today, Atlanta is the driving force of the South, transitioning from a city of regional commerce to a city of international influence. The Bank of America Plaza is a very tall building here. Atlanta has the world's largest aquarium, the Georgia Aquarium, which opened in 2005. It's also home to CNN and the Weather Channel. It has the third largest number of Fortune 500 companies headquarters behind New York and Houston. On our approach into Atlanta, we crossed the Chattahoochee River as it passes through the industrial areas of the city. The name is believed to originate with the Creek Indian word for painted rock due to the colourful granite outcrops along some of the segments. It displays much of the natural scenic beauty that runs through the city and is protected. Our stop at Atlanta Peachtree Station is for about 15 minutes. It was built in 1918 as a commuter stop on the north side of town for the Southern Railway. The station was designed in an Italian Renaissance style with palladium windows and classical elements. It's above the tracks, requiring the use of a long staircase or lift. It was used by over 68,100 Amtrak passengers in 2019. I've only seen the station from platform level, where it's basically a concrete and metal structure of immense simplicity. But apparently, that's because the Crescent is the only train that stops here. The man with the microphone thanks the passengers and crew on train 19, the Crescent, which departed from Penn Station on Monday the 27th of June 2022.
The US Rail Journeys podcasts are produced and published by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. Thank you very much for listening. And please join me again in a couple of weeks for the next instalment. Thank you.